Podcast, a conversation where you join David and Reese at the table as they talk about the many questions of life, whether you're in the car, at the gym, or just distracting yourself from being productive. Why don't you pull up a chair? We're glad you're here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hey Dad Podcast, where you join us at the table as we talk about the many questions of life. I'm Reese. And I'm David. And he's my dad. And we're going to go ahead and jump in with the question of the day. So, Dad. Yes. Here's my thought. If you could be anyone's assistant for a whole year, and I mean anybody Mm. on this planet today, who would you want to be an assistant for? Wow. That's a toughie. It really is, honestly. You can take as much time as you need so that I have time to think about my <laughs> So you answer. have time to think. Yeah, it's, it's man, there's so many people, um, really, of, of all ages. There's even, um, gosh, I don't know. Um, I would probably say just to grab someone out of the air that I've really enjoyed. I enjoy listening to them, mm-hmm. although sometimes it hurts my head because they're so smart. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think I'm really dumb, mm-hmm. but they say really good stuff. That's Jordan Peterson. Mm. I like the way he thinks. I like a lot of the things he says. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, sometimes he'll say something. I'm like, I don't know about that one, but you know, that's normal. That's anybody. Right. But he's just, he's very logical. He covers a lot of stuff and I think it'd be fun to hang out with him. I don't know if I could handle it. I just don't know if intellectually I could hang because I'd almost be like intimidated around him just because the stuff he he just comes out during an interview and says stuff. And you're like, I don't know if I could ever think like that. Mm. Um, But I love the way he's helping men, Mm. especially that kind of reaches my heart. Yeah. And I think that's why I'd really like to be around him more is just to talk with him about men's stuff and Mm -hmm. how to help men. Maybe I'll get him on my podcast one day. That'd be awesome. Heck yes, that'd be incredible. It would be. <clears throat> you mentioned him a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. telling me that you watched some of his stuff and you liked it. And so I've started listening to his podcast every once in a while. Yeah. I, I usually only listen to topics that interest me. Yeah. But it's really good stuff, actually. Yeah. So that that one is definitely on the scale for me, mm-hmm. um, for sure. I'm having the same problem as you <laughs> in terms of there's so many people I could learn from. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with a different one than what I would normally say. Normally, I would choose something spiritual or philosophical. Yeah. Uh, however, I feel like I already have a bend towards that way. So I'm going to go with an area that I could get better at. It'd be interesting to work for like a very high level finance person. Yeah. Like a Warren Buffett kind of a guy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that would be really cool. Um, be. Just to learn about... How does somebody who does very well with money think about money? Yeah, Um, that is good. On the other side of things, I'm getting into the videography thing. So working with somebody who's very good at that Mm -hmm. would be really cool. Um, but, But I think that might be what I would choose because I do more naturally have the spiritual philosophical bend. Yeah. And so it'd be cool to work with somebody who thinks differently than me. Yeah. That way I could uh, really glean from a perspective I don't think from. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I, in fact, I would probably say to say someone different, uh, Donald Miller. Um, oh, yeah. I just did a thing with him. He has a, a company, Business Made Simple, and I've been really digging into his stuff, helping me with my business. 
And uh, he's one that I, I think I could easily hang out with. Yeah. And, and really enjoy talking about and stuff like that. That's a really good one. Yeah. Okay, so we are jumping into the topic of the day. We've been covering the series on grieving. Um, so today we're talking about how grieving and mourning is a part of life. Mm -hmm. How it's just a, a reality that we all will have to face. Yeah, um, that's it's, good. it's not a personal attack from God necessarily. We've, we've mm -hmm. talked about that a little bit in the last couple of sessions. Um, it's not because we did anything wrong. I mm -hmm. think that's a big mistake people make. They think that somehow they caused it through not yeah. doing something good enough. Uh, but it's just a part of the life living in a world after the fall. Mm -hmm. So my question would be this. Is there a purpose in our grieving? And if so, what would you think are some purposes that can kind of be a silver lining, should we say? Yeah, I would say that when you think about it, Grieving is part of the human condition because death is part of our condition. Mm. So when you think about that, when when Adam and Eve uh, brought death into the world, grieving became a natural part of it. Mm -hmm. And I think in his wisdom, God created us with emotions to really deal with that. Mm. Um, now, in the, in the original, I mean... We weren't designed for death. Right. And I think that's why death is so, uh, what's the word? It's not, we're, yeah, we're scared of it, but it's just not natural for us. Unnatural would be the yeah. word I would use. It's yeah. unnatural. And I think that's why people, we just don't like death. We don't like to talk about it. We want to try to live forever. We want to think we're living forever. So when people die, it hits us upside the face. It feels wrong. Yeah. And, yeah. and it is wrong. It's not the way we were designed. And I think that's, that's why, you know, God designed us to live in the garden, to live forever. We messed that up. So death came in. Mm -hmm. And I think we sense that it is not natural. And, mm -hmm. and really, in God's wisdom, he didn't want us to experience death. Right. You know, he didn't, he didn't create us to experience death. But we have to understand that it's, we're going to. Mm. But the, the thing that is good about us is... God gave us emotions. Mm -hmm. And the way we deal with a lot of things in our life is through our emotions. Right. And grieving is an emotional process. Very much so. It's not, people try to logically go through grieving. That just won't work. Mm -hmm. It's just not because the relationship you had with somebody is an emotional relationship. Mm. You don't just have relationships with people that are mental. You can, but those aren't people you're close to. Yeah. You know, like like if you're married to someone or if it's a parent or if it's a brother or sister, you're emotional with them. Yeah. So that that connection when it's broken is an emotional connection. Yeah. And that's why I think it really gets inside of us to where you could logically like even even, you know, if you have a faith background and you think, OK, I know they're in heaven. You know that and you know they're in the better place, but it still hurts. Right. Because it's emotional. Yeah. This thought just came to me, but it's kind of this idea, like God designed us as human beings to be very relational. Mm -hmm. we, we're meant to be part of a community. We're meant, like relationships constitute a huge part of who we are. Yeah. Like massive. Um, oh, that's where a lot of our identity comes from. That's where a lot of our worldview comes from. That's where mm -hmm. a lot of our 
even daily life and time is spent on. Yeah. So when somebody that you love, somebody that you had a deep relationship with dies, mm -hmm. that part of your life dies with them. Yeah. That part of your life dies with them. Mm -hmm. um, I think of like our family uh, losing mom. We used to have each evening. I remember growing up, we would have tea time. Yeah. And tea time was a communal activity. Mm -hmm. It was a drink tea, hang out, talk. When mom died, that time's gone. Yeah. It's a memory. It's yeah. a memory that I treasure. Mm -hmm. But it is an emotional experience because that is a part of you that dies. Yeah. You know, the, the, for me, it's the, the conversations with my mom mm -hmm. that's gone now. Yeah. And so when you lose that, you are experiencing a kind of death. Um, yeah. In, in a real sense, because like when you think like neurologically, like with neuroplasticity and stuff, yeah. those those parts of your brain that get used whenever you talk with that person are no longer going to be used. Mm, that's true. And when those parts of your brain that are no longer used, they fade. Yeah. And so in a way, you are experiencing your own kind of death mm -hmm. because that relationship is now gone. And that's not just a, an idea. That's a reality. Yeah. yeah. And so you're right. It's a much more robust thing that you have to face than it yeah. is just like, oh, I have just have to compute in my brain that they're not here anymore. So I got to move forward. Yeah. And that's not how it works. Yeah. Someone said when I was uh, beginning the grief journey, they said we grieve well because we loved well. Yeah. And and I think that's the other thing. And I think that's a good that's a good yeah, point. It was really important. They said if you love someone well, you would grieve well. And, and that's the whole thing of it. Grieving reminds us, and, and when we see people who pass away, we see death as a part of life. It reminds us the importance of relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, relationships are something that are, like you just said, we're created relational beings. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes people feel like, well, I don't want to get close because I'm going to get hurt. Mm -hmm. Well, it's just part of it. I mean, yeah. if you if you say, well, I'm not going to get close to anybody because if they die, I'm going to get hurt. Well, then you won't get close to anybody. And it hurts to be alone. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's worse. Yeah. Loneliness mm -hmm. is not pain free. In yeah. fact, it's yeah. its own kind of pain. So the question is, do you want to go through pain because you had something wonderful? Yeah. Or do you want to go through pain because you don't have anything wonderful? Exactly. I think it's yeah. kind of a no brainer there. there. There's two types of pain and you get to pick. Um, yeah. and, and it's one of those things that, that grief kind of does that. It, it makes you go, you know, I did love them well. Right. I had a good relationship. And sometimes there may be things that didn't happen in the relationship. Like, uh, you know, I was uh, in the support group, the lady who ran it when I first went in talked about people who maybe didn't have a great marriage. Mm. When they lost a spouse, there was a lot of wrestling with those emotions mm. where they, they weren't, they were sad, but they weren't that sad, mm -hmm. then they feel really guilty. So there's a lot of processing of emotions they have to do to walk through right. that. And, and so I think for us, it kind of reminds us that let's make sure to have the best relationships we can now. Mm -hmm. You know, now, of course, relationships are two way streets, but you do your best to try and have that good relationship with someone. You're right. You know, so when if something does happen, you don't have a lot of that regret holding out. Yeah, because even if the relationship was good, it's still going to hurt. Yeah. But I can say this 
because I was thinking about this the other day, actually, because we're, you know, coming up on that four-year anniversary mm -hmm. of when mom passed. I think I am now to the point, and I didn't try to intentionally get here, but but I just have arrived here after almost four years yeah. to where I can truly appreciate the legacy and the memories that mom left me yeah. without the just the bitterness. Because mm -hmm. for the past few years, it's hard to really think through those memories and those legacies without it just feeling like somebody's, you know, grating you with a cheese grater, yeah. you know, yeah. like it, it hurts. Mm -hmm. um, but now I can look back and there's a certain, like there's still a little bit of bitterness, but it's mostly sweet. Yeah. It's mostly sweetness. Cause I'm like, man, what wonderful things am I walking away with because mm -hmm. of her? Yeah. But that's, yeah. I mean, that's almost four years. Yeah. And, th and that's the point. It, and, and it takes time and every person is different. And, and it just it just reminds us that relationships are precious to hold on to them. Exactly. You know, and and that relationships are worth it. Yes, they are. You know, they're worth the because the deeper you go in a relationship, the closer you are. Mm -hmm. And I think we have a society today that they have so many superficial relationships. Nobody gets deep in relationships. And I think they miss something. I think part of the reason for that is because relationships are by nature inconvenient. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. When you commit to a relationship with another person, that can be romantic, yeah. or it can just be a friend, or it can be even coworkers. Yeah, you are giving of yourself. Mm -hmm. You're saying, "Hey, you know, I'm not going to do everything I feel like doing because yeah. I care about you." Yeah, and that I mean, for from our life example, I could say that for you and for mom, mm -hmm. y'all compromised on plenty of things because yeah. you're a couple you mm -hmm. know hey i like this yeah. but i know you don't like this so we're not going to do that yeah or hey you like this but you're going to set that aside because you know i don't like to do that mm -hmm. and so <clears throat> people don't like being inconvenienced now yeah i mean nobody really likes it mm -hmm. but we're in a culture where you don't have to be anymore yeah you it's can, all about you you can live a complete convenience life yeah it just won't be a good life that's a good point. Because you won't know anybody and nobody cares about you because you don't care about anybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like you hear the stories of people who passed away in their home and nobody knew for like weeks. Right. Because nobody checked on them. No, they weren't in a relationship with anybody. And that's sad. That's a sad way to live. And that's where grief can kind of remind us that even though relationships are inconvenient, mm -hmm. they are good. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> kind of the same thing with like, a microwave meal versus a meal you slaved away in the kitchen to yes. really spend a whole day on. Come on now. They're, yep. they're, it's, you can hardly put them in the same category. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because one was quick and easy. Yeah. And one took a lot of work. But mm -hmm. the one that took a lot of work not only tasted better and was better, it yeah. was far more rewarding mm -hmm. to do it, even though it took effort, even though it took time, even yeah. though it took patience. And it's the same thing with relationships. They take effort, but that doesn't mean they're bad. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. It's Most, worth it. Yeah. Because like, like when I made, I made bread the other day for us to have grilled cheese sandwiches. Mm -hmm. I could have bought bread. Mm -hmm. Bread's cheap. Yeah. But I made the bread and it just made the sandwiches so much better that it was worth it. It was worth the extra time letting the dough rise, do all that stuff. It, and I think in our life, we have to realize that to get to the, to the better relationships, it's going to take a little more effort, a little more time, but it's so much better in the end. It is. And I don't think there's any better example of this 
than God's relationship with humanity. Yeah, that's a good point. When you look, like, yes, we ate the fruit in the garden. That was not the, the last time we messed up. Mm-hmm. Every single step of the way, we've been screwing up royally <laughs> on an individual level yeah. and on a corporate level. Yeah. Uh, but God decided that he thought we were worth it. Yeah. And so, one, he picked out Israel and he was faithful to them even in the midst of all their junk for thousands of years. Yeah. But but now, Jesus entered into the world 2,000 mm-hmm. years ago. Which, yeah. if you're at the right hand of the throne of God yeah. in heaven, receiving glory, no kind of pain or inconvenience, mm-hmm. and you choose to come to the world, yeah. Half the time, we don't even want to be in the world. Yeah, I know. Uh, because it's, there's a lot of pain. There's a lot yeah, of frustration lot of in the fallen world. But Jesus chose to do that, which was very inconvenient to him, even mm-hmm. until the point of death on the cross. Yeah. And because of that, he conquered and there was new life. And yeah. now the church is possible today. Now life is possible today. Yeah. He said the relationship was worth was it. Was worth it. And what does yeah. he tell us to do? Mm-hmm. Die to ourselves. Yeah, that's true. And and when you die to yourself, what you're doing is you're you're saying, I choose your needs over mine. Precisely. And when when couples do that in relationships, when family members do that. Because it's the same in human yeah. relationships. Yep. Yeah, and it's not getting run over because everyone did, oh, I don't want to get run over. Well, if you have, when everybody's doing that same thing, mm-hmm. you know, people learn how to navigate together and you just, you just grow together better. You do. Because you're choosing mm-hmm. to lay yourself down. Yeah. Um, I use the illustration sometimes. I've probably said it on the podcast before, but I'm going to do it again. Yeah. Uh, let's say it's Emily and I. You mm-hmm. know, we're talking about that relationship. Uh, so I spend $50 to buy my wife a new makeup palette. Mm-hmm. That was $50 I could have spent to get myself a video game. Yeah. But I chose to spend it on her. Mm-hmm. Well, let's say a couple weeks later, she spends $50. To get me a video game. Yeah. When she could have bought herself a makeup palette. Yep. Now we could have each spent our fifty dollars on ourselves. Mm-hmm. But what's wild is when we buy the exact same thing for the exact same price, but for another person. Yeah. There's this like spiritual emotional reward. Yeah. That comes from that to it where does. your relationship grows, your friendship grows, your intimacy grows, and and you feel better mm-hmm. about spending that money. Yeah. Than, than in the alternative scenario. Yeah. So. No, it's good. That when we face grief, mm-hmm. we realize that all the sacrifices we had made up to that person's passing was worth it. Yeah. I think, and I think that's the thing is grieving as you work through it, you realize, okay, that was, that was, we had a good relationship. Mm. And, and even if you didn't have the best relationship, you can go back and look at the times that were good. That, that that what I did learn, mm-hmm. you know, because we all learn something from somebody. Yes. Um, and so we have the relational aspect. And I think one important thing we have to remember is that grieving and, and death overall kind of reminds us that there's an eternity, mm-hmm. that, that life is not all about right here. Yep. And that's an important thing just to kind of keep perspective in mind. Because, you know, if you realize that we're not going to live forever and that, you know, we're going to be with God one day. It kind of helps you through those tough times of life. You know, this is just kind of a short time. And and it's important for us, I think, because we can tend to get very dramatic in our own lives mm. and kind of go that drama queen, drama king thing. 
But when you when you understand that eternity is forever, um, mm. that's an important thing to keep in mind. It helps kind of bring that day to day struggle into perspective. Yeah, and just in a very practical sense, it does develop an inner sense of strength. Where instead of running from your grief, you walk through it. Yeah, there's like a bravery because. If you spend all your whole life running from uncomfortable situations, yeah, in a way you can kind of wither as a person. Yeah, but when you're true. willing to face it, it builds strength, like yeah. with muscles. Well, and that's just it. Yeah, when you lift weights, they talk about you lift something that is hard for you to lift, so your muscle gets stronger. Exactly. And I think as you do that, as you walk through your grief, you're you're kind of pushing through. You think, why do I have to do that? Well, a lot of times it develops you emotionally in ways you didn't even understand. And you get a really kind of a perspective on life that mm-hmm. you wouldn't have apart from it. Mm-hmm. Now, would you prefer to have that person there? Well, of course. Mm-hmm. But it's not like you don't learn anything. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mature you and help you kind of get stronger in other areas. Like you said, you get stronger, you build up those muscles. And and you learn how to even have better relationships. Yeah. You learn how to rely on God's strength more. Mm-hmm. So just like you know, the Bible says, God takes what the enemy means for bad and makes it good. Yeah. So death, it was not something he wanted for us, but he still brings something good in us out of it. Yeah, it, it can become enriching, even mm-hmm. though it's not enjoyable. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Um, we're not going to pretend like it is enjoyable. Yeah. But it is something God will use. And mm-hmm. so... If you're in the midst of that process or in the future when you face that process, listener, know that God is using it even when you can't see it. So let's go ahead and jump into the questions of the day. This first one is particularly important, I think, for us to be able to address. And it is this. Somebody said, I'm thinking about getting into hot tea. What are your recommendations? Where do I start? Yeah, well, I want to say one congratulations for moving from the dark side to the light side because coffee is the dark side. Um, it's true. We are not coffee fans. Nope. Um, but we are hot tea fans. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I like black teas. I would say start uh, with a good quality English breakfast type tea. If you want something strong mm-hmm. to replace your coffee, um, you can start with tea bags, like a, uh, there's all kinds of, Twinings makes it, Yorkshire teas is Yorkshire a really Yorkshire is what I would recommend. Yeah, Yorkshire's, Yorkshire's probably our favorite. Um, of bagged teas, specifically. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're going to get a bag tea that you might could find at the grocery store, Yorkshire's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, we recommend doing it with a little bit of cream and sugar, uh, kind of like the English. Uh, it just makes it good. And then if you're going to go loose leaf, Mm-hmm. That's if if you're saying I'm jumping into hot tea and I want to get the best there is. Yes, I'm going 100. percent Loose leaf is going to be the loose way to leaf. Go. Yeah, and we get that from Upton Tea. So Upton, if you're listening and you'd like to sponsor anything that we do, we will gladly let you. Yeah, if um, we if we ever give you guys a promo code for yeah. Upton with our last names and then like the number 20 to get 20% off, yes. you will know that we have arrived. Yeah, we, we will be crying <laughs> as we do that with joy. It's so beautiful. Um, but yeah, there's really good teas there. And and that's the fun part is you can experiment and find the ones you like. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that are, is our favorite in the morning is an Irish breakfast tea. It's very inexpensive, very good. 
Uh, Lapsang Souchong is one that has a smoky taste. Very unique, but very delicious. Yeah, yeah. And Earl Grey. Um, blue flower. Blue flower, yep. Yep. Those are probably our top three. Yeah, those are probably the ones we order more. And we try different ones. There's a Ceylon tea is good. Mm -hmm. Assam tea is good. Um, and you could go on and on and on. It's true. But those first three that we mentioned yeah. for the loose leaf, I think, are going to be the best. Yeah. And I would say, just like a pro tip, using purified water, does, I don't know why. Uh, I saw it on an article one time, and it really does make a difference in taste. Yeah, wow. So I, I haven't really done that. I need to. I need to think about that. You should. Yeah. I uh, I highly recommend it. It's very very good. I, it, maybe it's because there's not as many impurities in it, so yeah. like the flavor gets steeped better. But okay. I I started doing that um, in the mornings, and I don't think I could go back. Okay. Here we uh, go. Okay. Question two is really deep. <laughs> How do you not fall into hopelessness when grieving? I think that one is don't grieve alone. Mm. Hopelessness usually comes when you feel an extra burden of loneliness on top of the loneliness you already feel. Yeah. Like, like for me, one of the hardest things after losing Angie was going to bed. Because mm. you, it was a bed with two. Mm -hmm. And now it's a bed of one. So that's an awkward feel. Yeah. And um, but you I had places I could talk about that. Mm -hmm. And and so I think the biggest thing to keep you from hopelessness is don't grieve alone. Yes. Find a support structure like we talked about in the last episode, things like that. Um, because if you do it alone, that's when you get into your own head. That's when kind of the clouds come up and you just feel like everything is closing in around you. Yeah, uh, I guess my main tip would be. Don't stop. Mm -hmm. I know for me, something that was very helpful in grief was exercising. Um, because something about moving physically. Yeah, that's good. Helped me continue to move mentally and emotionally. Mm -hmm. And on that same vein, recognize that there's a difference between resting and ruminating. Mm. When you rest, you're intentionally setting time aside to take care of yourself, which is very important for grief. Yeah. Definitely yeah, rest. It is. However, don't let rest, quote unquote, actually be rumination, where you're just sitting there inside your own head, having a bunch of dark thoughts yeah. and sitting with them. Yeah. So recognize there's a difference between restlessness and rumination and make sure you maximize restlessness and minimize the rumination side yeah. of things. Yeah, that's good. Um, which part of that is by still moving yeah yeah <laughs> you know? doing something getting out there yeah mm -hmm. okay final question okay what are some book recommendations you have oh gosh man okay uh let me just throw some out um yeah. that either i've read recently or i've just thought of right now um there's one it's an older book and really there's a workbook that to me is the better thing. It's called The Grace Walk Experience. Yeah, that's a good one. And it came out probably late 90s. And it looks like it. And it does, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. looks cheesy. But it is so good. Such good um, content, man. It's really, really good. That That's a great one um, mm -hmm. that I would recommend. Uh, I, you know, to me, sometimes it's good to read biographies and history books. Mm. Um you know, I, I read a lot of biographies. Uh, one of my favorites has been on George Patton, mm. uh, the general. I like I like World War II stuff. So uh, those are always good. Um, 
And then fiction, I just read Andrew Clavin's book, When Christmas Comes. Mm. It's a very different kind of mystery. Mm. It's not a classic whodunit, but it's a story that ends with a very big surprise mm. that builds up to it in a really, really neat way. In fact, oh. the second one's about to come out. I'm very excited about it. Mm -hmm. So that's one I've really enjoyed. Um, and then I'm also listening to one called About Listening. Mm. Uh, I'm, and that one's kind of rocking my world. And I'm realizing how selfish and self-centered I am as I talk to people. Because <laughs> it, it just, I mean, the, the lady hits about a lot of things just showing how little we listen to each other. Yeah. And how little we think through what we're listening to. So that that's one that came out few years ago and um, I'm just now reading it and so she has some really good points she's got a few things I'm like yeah but most of it so far has been a slap in the face yeah but a good slap in the face yeah yeah it's a positive slap it's a I need to suck it up and get better yeah man this is a tough one because there's so many good books out I there. know I know um, I just had to throw up some that I'm thinking of right now yeah I'll name a couple purely for like if you're dealing with blank then read this yeah uh if you're dealing if you deal with like analysis paralysis and being afraid to actually take steps in your life because you're always overthinking everything there's a really good book called uh design your life which was written by two professors at stanford they just i think they you know it's not copy paste every single thing they say mm -hmm. but they just have some very good principles for Life is meant to be lived, yeah. not just planned. And I think they have a method of planning life, quote unquote, that's a little bit more catered to what life actually is like, which mm. is unpredictable, Yeah. <laughs> rather than like, I'm going to lay out what I'm going to do for the next five years. And then once it all changes in one month, I'm going to be despairing. You yeah. Know? yeah, that's a good point. So design your life. That's a really good one. Yeah, it is. Um, I've really been enjoying the practical steps I've gotten to take from a book called Rewire Your Brain. Mm -hmm. It's by a Christian neuroscientist, Dr. Caroline Leaf. And from what I looked at, how I would kind of distill it into one sentence is it's basically the scientific backing for the truth that meditating on God's truth day and night does change your brain, mm -hmm. changes the physical structure of your brain. And it just kind of gives some practical steps on how to find toxic thoughts that aren't in line with God's truth yeah, and target them and transform them by the renewing of your mind, like it says in Romans yeah. 12 too. So that's a really, really good book. Uh, and I guess my final one for a fiction, I got to read the book Aragon uh, like oh, yeah. from a you know decade and a half ago back when it was huge. <laughs> and it was really, it was enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, I, it was nice to read a fantasy novel that wasn't trying to do Game of Thrones trashiness or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. It was just good, clean fun. Yeah. And so I really, really have been liking that one. Good. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you guys so much for joining us on the podcast. Don't forget to send your questions to us on Instagram at the Hey Dad Podcast, or you can email it to us at questions at heydad.us. We will see you in the next episode. Thank you for joining us on the Hey Dad Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode today, subscribe so you don't miss any new content. We'd also love for you to rate and leave a review and help us get the word out to more people. If these talks are making your life better, 
We ask that you share them with someone else. If you have any questions for us or anything going on in your life you want an opinion on, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at questions at heydad.us or send us a message on our Instagram page at the Hey Dad Podcast. Join us next week. We'll have a chair waiting for you.